Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 166. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of, and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. Before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to highlight my free weekly newsletter. You can actually follow the link in the show notes here, or you can simply visit the Motivated Mind Podcast com to sign up. It's completely free. It's yet another way I'm looking to add more value to each of your lives. For those of you that have signed up, thank you so much. It means the world. Be sure to check it out. One last thing I'd like to say before we jump into today's episode. For those of you that celebrated Thanksgiving, I hope you enjoyed it with your loved ones. If you could, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays because I get to spend it with family and focus on just being present with them. This year, just as the last three, I also spent it really thinking about you, the listener, and how much each of you truly mean to me. I know time can never be bought. I know time is extremely valuable. And the fact that each of you give away your time to listen to this podcast blows my mind. Not a day goes by that I'm not extremely grateful for your support and that opportunity. I love the hell out of each of you. Thank you sincerely. Sometimes some of the smallest or most consistent aspects of our life go overlooked, partially because they are an everyday occurrence and partially because they seem so trivial. But compounded, these things mean a great deal to our success, our happiness, and in most cases, buy us back time and provide clarity. Optimizing our life means making the best or most effective use of our life. It means making the most of our resources and opportunities. It means reaching our full potential. It can be daunting just knowing where to start with optimization. But it doesn't need to be overwhelming. So what are some ways we can optimize our life for the greatest miles per gallon? Number one, filter. Before we can dive into optimizing, we need to understand our current foundation, the ways in which we currently do things and truly analyze them. Just because we've done something for a long period of time does not necessarily mean it's the best approach. Actually, many times that we're facing struggles, it's not so much the the challenge that needs deeper analysis. It's the way that we approach the challenge or the ways in which we can avoid facing those same challenges in the future. Most of the time, It's about the right thinking and making good decisions. Foundational adjustments. So what are some of those foundational adjustments 
that we can make before building the structure to this optimization, our entertainment consumption. There's a, there's a quote from Jeff Bezos that I think is very fitting here. If you want to be successful in life, you have to create more than you consume. This is a guiding principle that we should all live by. So what are some practical ways that we can think about this and how can we apply it to our lives? Let's first start with social media. Globally, 57.6% of the world's population uses social media and 70% of the U.S. population has active social media accounts. It's nearly impossible to get away from it. And most, myself included, Use it to stay connected, to communicate, to build an audience, and on and on. But this is less about completely removing it and more about how we can better leverage it for growth. This is about optimization. This specifically starts with who we follow. The average person spends about 145 minutes a day on social media. That means that the people or pages that we follow really have an impact on our daily lives. Making a decision on who to follow should not be taken lightly. Their message, their opinions, their perspective have a huge opportunity to shift our perspective, our thinking. Filtering what we consume can be transformative. For example, I follow 439 people on Twitter. Those range from authors, entrepreneurs, doctors, financial experts. The same is true for the 750 people I follow on Instagram. The point here is that these individuals are inspirational. If I know that I'm likely to spend a few hours a day on social media, whether it be sharing content or consuming content, I want to ensure that each time I click those pages that I'm peppered, peppered with inspiration. People that push me to do better, to be better. People that challenge my perspective and offer a different perspective. This also means filtering certain friends or family members. Ones that share negative thinking. Unfollowing those that are constantly just sharing political information, but yet never take action to write their politicians. For me, it's anything political, unless it's related to cannabis as that's an industry I've been part of for nine years and I'm very passionate about. Now, these things can be filtered to specifically your goals, your intentions. Filtering the food that our brain consumes allows us to constantly be inspired and moved to push harder. Each day, we are presented with opportunities to grow. Sometimes we think growth happens by these, these leaps and these jumps. But growth is compounded. Small, consistent steps. Daily compounds to this massive growth over 30 days, over a year, over five years. So what's the next area of our lives that we can filter? our TV consumption. We make it a point each week in our house to keep the TV off 
and rarely on on the weekends. In the U.S., adults spend an average of three hours and 17 minutes a day watching TV. That's about 22 hours a week consuming TV. That's almost four days a month watching TV. The amount of time that is wasted sitting in front of that black panel is absolutely mind-blowing to me. That time can be better utilized to go after our dreams, whether that's do- during the weekend or, or, the, or the weekdays. The biggest thing I hear from people is something along the lines of, I don't have enough time. To me, that translates to, I didn't make it a priority. None of us have a time stretcher that I'm aware of. However, we can learn to optimize how we spend our time. For most, what happens is that the weekend becomes an opportunity to escape the difficulties and challenges endured during the week. This becomes a never-ending cycle. What we need to do is use the weekend to build the life that we want instead of trying to escape the life we have. Number two, build routines. Now that I've discussed a a few ways that we can filter what we consume, we can start to think about building specific routines. Routines are critical to our success. And why is that? Routines help us to live more and do more. And this is specifically because it reduces the need to plan. By spending our time doing instead of planning how we're going to do things, it helps us to be more efficient with our time and energy. The first place that we can start with a healthy routine is the first place we start each and every single day, and that's our mornings. This is a critical time as this sets the tone for our entire day. This is when our mind is the most vulnerable to information. Each morning, I ask myself a very simple yet important question. How do I feel? Based on the answer, this allows me to direct my day accordingly. If I'm not feeling the best, why is that? That answer allows me to navigate in a direction that fits my needs for that specific day. Also, when I wake up, I don't check my phone, not until I'm ready for the day and sitting in my studio or kit or at my kitchen counter, which I'll get to later. This is for a few reasons. I know that I'll have multiple notifications via social media, emails, texts. The last thing we want to do as our mind is in this vulnerable state is to stress it out immediately. This only pulls the control away from us right before we even land our feet on the ground. If this happens, it's what I like to call a mind shift. Think about a train on its tracks. The conductor gets to control when he or she shifts the rails at each juncture. This is exactly the thinking that we should apply when we wake up. Control. Controlling which juncture we turn at. We should be thoughtful about these unattended shifts. This goes beyond our mornings. Next, I down at least, at least 
36 ounces of water each morning. Our brain is around 75% water. That gives you a good sense of just how important it is that we drink water to fuel our brain and keep it as healthy as it can be. Our brain actually struggles to function at its optimal level if we don't hydrate. Water actually has an impact on cognition and mental performance. This helps to activate that mental performance right out of the gate. I won't jump too deep into this as I discussed this back on episode 163 the other week. Next, I enjoy a nice shower. This serves as a platform to think about my day. It's also an opportunity to be grateful and repeat positive thinking. This could be something such as being grateful that I have clean water, warm water to shower in. 6% of the world does not have access to an improved water source. These are things that most of us take for granted, yet many would kill, would die to have that. And positive thinking can be something such as repeating to myself, I will crush today. Nothing will stop me. I will keep an open mind. I will complete X or Y tasks because it's the most important task today. Repeating both gratitude and positive thoughts will change your mornings and days. I promise. Next, make sure to get sunlight or any light for that matter. I used to be so bad when I woke up in the morning not to turn on any lights in the house. And boy, was I wrong. The light helps to boost our systems. It boots up our systems in the morning. This could mean that you enjoy a cup of coffee outside to merely sitting in front of a window for 10 minutes, whatever, as long as you get light. Lastly, put some time aside to read. This could be something as small as a weekly email newsletter, a physical book, or a Kindle. This will further help to get your brain ticking and inspired. Next are evening routines, which are just as critical. This is an opportunity to reflect. Here are four questions that you can ask yourself every single evening. Did I complete my one big task? What do I want to congratulate myself on? What can I improve about my days? Each of these questions acts as an opportunity to continually improve. Lastly, ask yourself, how do I feel? This allows you to take any corrective action to end the day on a good note, but also reflect on why you feel a certain way to change things up for tomorrow. A little bonus with your evening routine. Try to dopamine fast. Obviously, this can be any time throughout your day. No, this has nothing to do with the food that you consume. Obviously, that's important. But it's all about putting your phone away. For my girlfriend and I, it's at dinner. We share our daily wins with each other. This is an opportunity to just be present and listen to listen, to ease some of the noise around us. Lastly, to keep yourself to these routines, add them to your calendar your morning and your evening routine, specific blocks to ensure others, one, don't schedule a meeting within that slot, but also a way to keep yourself honest and accountable. 
eventually they become second nature. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Number three, track and improve. I actually receive a fair bit of DMs where people ask about the apps that I use and some that are my favorite. Well, you're in luck because I'm going to be breaking down a few that I use and absolutely love. I'll link them in the show notes so that if you're interested, you can give them a spin. First, as we discussed earlier, similar to routines, having a rough layout or plan for your day can be super helpful. For me, it's critical as I enjoy that clarity. For many, it's that uncertainty that we, the week brings that bumps up that anxiety and gives most those Sunday scaries. Here's a way you can help out your weekly clarity. Lay out your week. It's that simple. Now, I don't mean that we fill our week with simply to-dos. I actually mean impactful tasks that will move the needle for you. This could be as simple as logging it in your note app or on your phone, on your phone to using an actual app. For me, that app is Asana, A-S-A-N-A, which they do have a free version and the, the free version covers everything I'm about to discuss. This app allows me to lay out my week in advance. This serves four purposes. One, it provides that clarity, which allows me to schedule meetings accordingly and ensure that I'm thoughtful about my bandwidth. Second, it ensures that I'm focusing on the bigger picture. By laying out my most critical tasks in Asana, I can be thoughtful of their impact. If a task registers as high impact to me, it's being thoughtfully worked into my week. Third, it provides a reflection point. This is an opportunity to give myself credit for achieving that critical task, a necessary fuel bump to keep pushing, but also a great place to start as you engage in those evening routines. Lastly, this keeps me focused in driving towards my goals. By working backwards, I can break things down into those bite-sized chunks and ask myself if I'm being reasonable. I call this building 
your staircase. When you know the height and distance of your landing to that next level, you can effectively lay out the measurements of your stairs. I'll give you an example. Let's just say you have a goal to make an additional $80,000 a year with a side hustle. Looking at that number in its entirety might seem daunting, but when you break it down, not so much. That's $6,666 a month. Better yet, it's $1,666 a week or $238 a day. When you look at it broken up, such as this, you can one, start to see that it's obtainable, but also set critical tasks that will get you closer to that goal. Maybe Monday's critical task is to reach out to 40 prospects to pitch your product. Laying out the stepping stones to your week is a game changer. Now, the next app that I use is called Time, but it's spelled T-Y-M-E. I believe it's $35.99 a year. This allows me to track my time doing certain tasks. Why is this important, you might ask? This gives me an opportunity to analyze my efficiency or inefficiencies. If I'm spending too much time on something, I can analyze why. Am I distracted? Am I in the right environment for that particular task? Having a legitimate reference point allows me to make better decisions moving forward. We make a lot of decisions based on anecdotal points. Tracking my time allows me to make better decisions based on facts rather than feelings. Next, it's an app called Every Day. This allows me to track my daily habits, specifically my track record with those habits. Once you've determined what habits are key to your mental health, happiness, or success, it's critical that we stick to them. This app allows you to set your habits, assign when they should happen, and if you stick to those specific habits, each day you can see your progress and it tracks your average completion rate. This is presented in a pretty neat format in my opinion. It's broken down into these tiny squares that are filled with specific colors that you set for each habit and an overview screen that shows you a shade of green broken down into tiny blocks indicating your daily frequency of hitting those habits overall. It is an amazing app. Next, I use an app called Journal. The design of this app is badass. I use this app as part of my morning routine after I'm sitting at my kitchen counter or in the studio. It first asks you how you're feeling today, as we discussed earlier. It then presents you with an inspirational quote and asks you to write down three things that you're grateful for. These answers should not be something generic like my friends or family. They should be things that you are grateful for today. Next, it asks you what you will do to make the day great. And lastly, it directs you to write down a daily affirmation. That's the morning portion, which I constantly, consistently fill out every morning at 7 a.m. And in the evening, it asks you another set of questions, which for me is around 7 p.m. It first asks you how you're feeling, just as it did in the morning. 
It has you write down your highlights, the highlights of your day. And lastly, the app has you write down how you could have made your day even better. I believe have a free version or a trial version. I believe every day is $29.99 a year and journal is $19.99 a year. I know most people freeze when they have to pay for an app, but let's be honest with ourselves and let's take accountability. Most people, when they write things down, whether it be in a notebook or something physical on a sticky note or even doing it on their notepad app on their phone, most people do not stick to those things. One of my money rules is no budget on mental health. These both fall into that category for me, but ultimately you get to make the decision. Number four, organize. Overlooked, but absolutely important in my opinion. I know some are great at operating outside of this world, but not me. I'm actually a bit OCD, which I find gives me a really, really great advantage. Two places that I've optimized and organized my email and my cell phone. The two places that I spend most of my days, most people actually spend most of their days there, which is why it's so critical that we think about them in a way that will allow us to easily navigate them and efficiently complete tasks within them. In my email, everything has a folder and a place. This serves two purposes. One, it allows me to easily locate and follow previous discussions. But two, it acts as a good way to track tasks. If an email remains in my inbox and not in a specific folder, to me, that means that I have not done that thing or addressed that email or someone else has not addressed it. This helps to ensure nothing slips through the cracks. Next, my cell phone. Now, regardless of which phone you have, you can easily organize things. I've broken my phone down into app groups, finance apps, apps such as Nerd Wallet, which allows me to track my financial progress, my net worth, and so on. The next group I have is business. Obviously, anything business-related, such as Slack, HubSpot, my Google Drive. The next group I have is actually my calendar widget. This gives me a quick overview of my next upcoming meeting, which is a great reminder, aside from the notification that pops on my phone, that, hey, you've got a meeting in 10 minutes. Next group is social media. Uh, next group is podcasts. And lastly, mental health. Apps such as Everyday, Journal, Cora, Blinkist. From a quick glance at my phone, I can stay focused on the folders that are the highest priority to me. This helps me to stay focused and disciplined. Now, the idea is that each of you can organize your email and your phone the way that best fits your lifestyle in the way that you operate best. I'll leave you with this. The point that we touch, all of these points that we touch in our life the most, our routines, our habits, social media, our email, our cell phone, on an individual basis, they seem small and low impact. Compounded though, they have a massive impact on our lives, our progress, our clarity, our happiness, our success. They should never go overlooked. By optimizing these pillar, these pillars of our lives, we can take back time and grow at a more efficient rate. So to recap, 
Number one, filter. These are foundational adjustments. If you want to be successful in life, you have to create more than you consume. Make a decision about who you follow on social media. This should not be taken lightly. Follow those that are inspirational, ones that offer a new perspective. Filtering the food that our brain consumes allows us to constantly be inspired and move to push harder. Number two, build routines. Routines help us to live more and do more. And this is specifically because it reduces the need to plan. By spending our time doing it instead of planning how we're going to do things, it helps us to be more efficient with our time and energy. Number three, track and improve. By tracking our routines and habits, we can continually improve. Rather than going off emotions, we can leverage technology to better improve our days and our weeks. Some of these apps include Asana, Time, Everyday, and Journal. And number four, organize. On an individual basis, organizations seem small and low impact. Compounded though, it has a massive impact on our lives, our progress, our clarity, our happiness, our success. By optimizing these pillars of our lives, we can take back time and grow at a more efficient rate. This week's shout out is by Max who sent me a DM on Instagram. Hey man, I was pretty close to giving up on my dreams a couple weeks ago, but then I found your podcast and it's helped me a lot. Helped me to apply for an internship, which I just got offered the job. You helped change my life. Max, congrats, my man. That's amazing. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into optimizing your life. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at The Motivated Mind Podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a mindset production.